co-host. I got a co-host today. Welcome back, guys. It's Talking Pigskin. And, uh... This co-host is just wondering why this cowboy is so excited this week. It's been a long, it's been a long time, bro. You know, it's been it's been two weeks since we uh, we we talked pigskin. I thought it had something more to do with the fact that cowboy basically posted a jaguar this weekend illegally. Well, you know, I'm still a little, I'm still riding high a little bit. You know, um, I wasn't quite singing, walking around singing best day ever, but. <laughs> Um, it was interesting to think about the week that was because a lot of things happened, a lot of things came and went. First of all, being the Dallas Cowboys, are they writing the ship? Have they, or are are they in the process? Yeah, it's you know what, it'd be crazy to think that things aren't going to get better with Sean Lee getting back. Like Sean Lee's full participant the last two days of practice, provided he stays there. And and, and that's the thing. I think because of the above. Well, be of uh, above expected performance from uh, Leighton Vanderesh the last three starts. It, it. Uh, I don't think it's going to be enough where Sean Lee loses his job. No, but I hope they but can find room for the it, young kid in some well, packages. I hope they can find room for him. See, and I think it's going to be more of a case of finding room for Sean Lee. Oh wow! I really do. That's, I re- with okay. three days ago on Tuesday uh, on on Tuesday Wednesday I was thinking. I'd, I don't think that he comes back this week because they have the bye the following week, week eight. They did it last year, too. He, he said he was healthy enough to come back the week before the bye, and we'll then they're like, let's weeks. give you three weeks yeah. instead of getting another setback, and then instead of the bye week being a an actual recovery and rest week, it's right. it's a rehab week, and then he's three more weeks after that, and then it turns into four extra games that you're losing him all said and done, right? Those hamstrings, those groins, those kinds of... I don't of see him playing more than 40 there. snaps on Sunday. Really? I don't think he even gets close to it. I'd be comfortable with around 28 to 35 because then that means LVE's getting something very similar and they don't really have to take Jalen Smith off the field. The kid has a presence out there. Absolutely. And... Even he, when it's not pretty. Like, he's he's leading the team in tackles. He's got 51 tackles. I was shocked, and I mean, it's the Cowboys knew this drafting him. His sideline to sideline speed for a man of his That's size. That's what got him drafted. It's unbelievable. And his coverage, his coverage skills. In the well. first round, to see a young man like from a school that is a little bit more obscure, right? BYU? Uh, no, Boise State. Boise State. How many times do we have that? that is probably the third right? time. <laughs> to our fans like out there, it. that one was intentional. That's no, I was going to say, uh, I just... So, so, <laughs> Out there, I took the bait. Out there on the blue, yeah, he did. Out there on the blue pitch of Boise State, you think about the talent level he went up against, and his his game is elite. Yeah, and he only played eleven games his whole like his whole collegiate career, and he got drafted in the first round. Which is unique to think about because that's the second part to his story. Because he played so, eight on eight ball in high school, and he actually credit. I I listened to an interview. He credits a lot of his um, navigating through space and through traffic. To get to the the ball, he he actually attributes to the open field of eight eight on eight high school ball that he played. Where can an argument be made? Sorry to interrupt you. That there is reason that his body is so well put together because there's far less strain than guys that have been playing since Pop Warner at, at eight years old. The, uh, yeah, that uh, that's a very good uh, estimation. I think the fact that he's been able to um, stay in the weight room with a uh, like a goal in mind for body type rather than a recovery goal to get back to what he was three months prior. You know what I mean? It was always, a, always evolution with him. From what I see, I mean, I didn't, I'm not going to front like I was following the hell out of his career of course. last season, 
Um, but I did my due diligence in the in the you know the draft process in the off season, March and April. I was watching, you know, more more tape than some, and, and a lot less than than many more. But let's shift a bit to the offense. What do you think about Dak Prescott's ability to move in the pocket? Is he getting better, or was the game well, the play calling getting a little better? I think. But could that game against the best defense in football just have been that? Have you read these reports okay. that the team like that they essentially knew it was going to happen on Sunday, and even down to the to the pump-up speech by Dak in the circle, let's go beat the fucking shit out of these Jags, was was the quote. I did not read that report. The The report was that Beasley te- was started texting on Dak. The, I guess the way the Cowboys break down their, their practices is Monday, or sorry, Tuesday, Wednesday mm-hmm. are first and second down days for the offense. Thursdays is, is third downs. And Beasley knew already from Tuesday's game plan that he wasn't just third down guy. So he started texting Dak like, "I'm I'm I'm gonna have one here, pops. Like this is the week. This is the week." Right. Um. If you don't understand why he called what what the the whole thing is about calling each other pops in the Cowboys locker room is that stems from his rookie season when Jerry Jones on the radio said, "Well, yeah, he's the daddy." And as soon as Jerry Jones called him the daddy, oh, everyone pops. else was like, "Hey, pops." Got right, it. It just killing the guy, right? Well, Cole Beasley, 101 yards, two touchdowns. Nine catches, his nine targets, I believe? Or was it nine catches, 11 targets? Either it, way. It was his best game of the season, regardless of... And it didn't look effortless? I know it was driving you crazy. We actually got to watch the game together. Uh, first time we sat down and watched the game all year. Um, and it, unfortunately for you, it was that game. But My mind was absolutely blown at how he made himself so wide open. And that, well, and, and don't forget about that first touchdown where as soon as it happened, what did I say? Oh, look at the pull-up. Look at look at Jalen Ramsey with the business decision, like Cam Newton in a Super Bowl. What's pulling up? Well, I don't think anybody can see me shifting in my seat uncomfortably right now at the thought. Yeah, because you can't describe it as anything else. At that the was thought of Jalen like Ramsey said, making a business that's decision. That's a graduate from the Deion Sanders school of, of and it's the literal uh, they pay alma- me to get interceptions, not make tackles. It's the literal alma mater of FSU, and it's the figurative one of, I'm a cover man. I will right. cover for the rest of my life, and I will do it. So, so well. But what I find interesting about the game, just to stay on topic, is Jacksonville's defense looked, I'm not going to say Mediocre vanilla. Best. It, it was a little bit interesting how they were out of place so consistently That's while, they, while they weren't calling defensive sets okay, that so, were overly complicated. There wasn't stunts. There wasn't overly articulated right. blitz packages. Now, so the coverage doesn't need to be... As complicated as it looked. So is that a, is that them, for lack of a better way of explaining it, is that them feeling they can just show up and be them and win? Showing up is enough in I'm their gonna, minds? I'm going to go with a Kansas City hangover. Okay. I'm going to go with that game shocked them and surprised them, and a psychological factor has come into play here. And now it's times two? So now it better not come... Times three. I do not want to mount, and I do not want to have a freakout. But yeah. what I saw on Sunday was a team that wasn't ready to play, and I couldn't figure out why. Did you hear the blame from the head coach? Uh, well, he after said the nobody, game said it was he a said communication. Nobody, it wasn't effort. He said it was a communication errors, not effort errors. Which tells I disagree. Me, which tells me that he thinks that his guys are playing as hard as they possibly can, well, but they're just then. not talking so about there. So that's scary. Then. Unless the coach realizes the psychological factor that has transpired or something's going on and he's mitigating and he's massaging and he's stroking and he's saying that my guys are doing everything <coughs> in their power and they're putting forth all that they can. But more more, more specifically, um, Blake Bortles looked errant 
He was, he was he was non-existent. Now my problem is is I don't like to blame him when the offensive line isn't a hundred percent. Well, and, okay? and so you Josh can't discount my out. my defensive line. It's the first time the ever, part. ever, first time ever that the Dallas Cowboys actually got to to rush the quarterback with Demarcus Lawrence at left end, Randy Gregory at right end, David Irving at three tech, and Malik Collins at one tech. I I watched a battered. Jacksonville offensive line, okay? I watch and and I watched a hungry Dallas D take advantage of that O line. You can lose your, your starting left tackle, Cam Robinson. You you can't lose his backup in Josh Wells. You just don't no football team has that kind of depth, not even the Dallas Cowboys offensive line. I can't argue with that. So however, for the first time this season, I said prior to this matchup that it would be nice to see uh, Joe Looney have a, a you know a better game, he, and again he hasn't been the reason why they're losing in my opinion. Other than on the road with the lack of communication, same thing. Lack of communication has been my problem on the road. He had a force, and that goes down to my line. center yeah. not being Travis Frederick this season, calling out all the the things that he's seen, everything that he's seen pre snap to get Dak in the best position of it's been Joe Looney, right? So he had a better game. Zach Martin was flawless as per usual. Leo Collins probably had his best game of the season. Tyron Smith probably had the most fits on the day, but 95% of the time, he looked like the best left tackle in the game again. Again, which again. means that he and hasn't Con- been doing and, it And Connor enough. Williams, for kicking the first inside. time this year, didn't look like he was undersized. That's the first time all year that I haven't seen him getting the bull rush and the backpedal right into Dak. I felt mm-hmm. Calais Campbell is playing hurt. I feel like he's not playing. I feel like he's not 100%, and I think that he's playing hurt, and the man has heart, and it's showing. So is in, is it in Gokwe? Is that right? Yes. Is Yannick is he going to be enough in, going forward? He's incredibly he, talented. He was the his one that gave motor, Tyron Smith the fits. His motor is real, and this guy out of Maryland, third round pick, the chip on his shoulder is, is he's real. A, you know what? He would he's he would be a Rod Marinelli guy, oh, he, because he yeah. is a relentless motor. He's the type of guy that get beat, washed out of a play, but then go make the tackle eighteen yards down the field. He reminds me of Terrell Suggs. Really? Eh? That's my comparison to him, okay. and if he gains 15, 20 pounds of muscle. But I want to see Taven Bryan more, the first-round pick out of Florida. The, he has a presence on the defensive line, too. He plays well against the run, and obviously young defensive tackles need to learn how to play the pass. But, okay, so just final thoughts on the game, because we could go, this could be an hour, an hour podcast just breaking down uh, that game. But just... Uh, I'm going to ask you a couple things. Gut feeling going forward. Confident, not confident? Absolutely confident. Okay. Um, Gut feeling moving forward. Confident in Blake Bortles or not confident in Blake Bortles? Confident in Blake Bortles and the offensive line gelling. You can't have one without the other. It's love and marriage. Okay. Can't. Confident in this being a two-game wake-up call more so than the... Uh, I guess you've already answered this. You don't see this being the 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 third in in a, a, like, well, a cycle. Of even if it's not, no. even if they what? get an ugly, dirty win this week, can can these past two weeks, and you could even throw in the Tennessee debacle in there, their three losses mm-hmm. combined as a, a like an alarming out. thing going forward. No, that like, it's a figuring out process. Every team has to go through it. New England has okay. terrible Septembers. Okay, oh, hey, I can't argue finish, with you. Okay? I said last so, week on my own that. From now and forever, September is experiment uh, experiment month for Bill Belichick in my mind. And until I see otherwise, until they start going like they go four and zero in September, I'm I'm not expecting them to do other th- anything other than 
evaluate their team and perform more so than they were in preseason. Yep. It's the second preseason in my mind to them because they know they're getting the 10 wins playing in that division. But that's, that's off the that's rails. Another thought. You're so gonna I'm see an angry Jacksonville team. So what do you what do you have to ask me from what oh, you saw of that oh, performance? What do I like? Oh, oh I have a couple. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let me finish. What you're gonna see is an angry defense. Okay. On on Sunday, Jacksonville is going to thump on both sides of the ball, and both lines are gonna move the guy in front of them in a way that you hadn't seen in the last two weeks. Now, do they I cover wanna, five? Yeah, oh yeah, they're going to cover five because okay. they're going to redesign the offense because now they have a new hot rod. And I'm going to talk about the Carlos High trade later in Armchair GM. So do you think that Dak Prescott is developing his quarterback presence in the pocket or was this a one-time game? Well, I mean... Are you confident he's developing that presence? I think if that game showed me anything, it's that the coaching staff is admitting that their hard-headedness to develop him into a pocket quarterback, a pocket passer... Might not be the best idea. It's it, They can't continue to do it throughout the season. Yeah. So, And if you noticed, it's kind of been for uh, like a one-week-on, one-week-off kind of deal with how they're using the Mississippi State offense, for lack of a better way of explaining Hey, that's a very fair Because that's point. what they did the, the, like, when, when they had to scramble when, Ram, when Romo got hurt in Seattle... Two years ago in his rookie season, and then they realized, okay, we're gonna roll this kid out, and then it was somewhat they got the loss of the week one, somewhat encouraging, and then they start. It was like Scott Linehan just went right to Mississippi State film and started inserting packages and different things because he was com- all of a sudden he's comfortable. They roll off eleven wins in a row, and while I was screaming at the TV that they should put Romo back in because this guy, as good as he looks and as good as the team's playing, he can't throw a back shoulder fade to throw his life, and he's he's stepping up. In the pocket when he should be rolling out, and he's rolling out when he should be stepping up and and you know what I mean hitting the gap that's created by the edge rushers. Um, so I've never really seen the progression where I want it to be for him as a pocket passer, and I think that the the coaching staff is at the same spot, and they're slowly starting to concede that they need to do it more and more and more and more. And I don't see any reason why they need to be scared of their quarterback's durability. Because he, he hasn't even, knock on, knock on wood, he hasn't even sniffed an injury of any kind of significance. And he gets hit. Like, he got popped early in that game. When he gets out of the pocket, he looks good. He does put himself at risk. I don't think however, he's a great thrower on the on the run, really. However, when he's out of the pocket and he puts himself at risk, it's nothing that he's not used to coming out of the SEC. So when you run for your life in the SEC, you know how to run for your life safely in the NFL. When he took the Bulldogs to number one in the nation, he beat Alabama. Before his senior year, he was running for his life. I mean, there's a reason. Okay, end of the day, end of the day, there's a reason why he's a fourth round draft pick, and there's a reason why I felt Zeke got robbed for rookie of the year when Dak won it, because he was a product of how dominant Zeke was. Last question. It was just enough when he had to. You know what I mean? Put the ball in his hands. What's the What's the biggest hole on the Dallas Cowboys? What's the biggest weakness and the greatest flaw? You're gonna You're, you're gonna love my answer. If you say kicking game, I'm gonna lose it. No. Okay. The, the answer is what's the biggest flaw. The answer is the safeties. They're suspect. Do you think? No. They haven't. They I haven't seen really other than one little. Juke on a sideline by Golden Tate and and Jeff Heath getting trucked, shook. Well, and he got trucked by Carry On later in that game. 
I haven't seen them make any plays to give up a game. Mm. I haven't seen them make any plays to change a game. But Xavier Woods is showing some encouraging... He's young. He's got to grow. But the thing is, is I'm sick of... Uh, because I don't think it, Jeff Heath is a problem. But he he's just a guy. He's he's just good enough. There's nothing extraordinary about Jeff Heath. But he's yet he's always in the... He's always... He always yeah, but he's not... And like that's a, a trade in its own. But to be near the ball... He's always near the ball. And he does... Like... If he, okay, he made a hit good enough in that Jacksonville game where I saw multiple people on Twitter compare him to uh, the way he hits to the way that Roy Williams used to hit. You know what? Let's. Now, I don't know if that's people just hungry for a safety in Dallas. Let's just. Because I roll my eyes at it, and I'm a defender of the guy. But it's made me. Like, the other answer is wide receiver, especially now with the speed guy and Tavon being out for at least five weeks with a groin injury. I don't even know if it's been 100% determine he's not having surgery because then it could be IR. And with Terrence Williams being suspended and having so, like one catch on the year, it's very thin. So it better be Michael Gallup time. And he, he, shoot, he showed flashes right. walking on air last week, getting robbed, not getting that fucking foot down. Because that would have been all over Sports Center. So safeties are the greatest hole. And it's funny, hold on, because I want to highlight that play. Because if that play counts, mm-hmm. that's the type of play... When you have a star on your helmet and you're playing in a national televised game that elevates you to a next level. It does. Look at Odell Beckham. Like, not to say I can appreciate the market and I can appreciate the clout that you, you think it brings. Odell Beckham is amazing. He does not get a $95 million contract if he doesn't make that one-handed catch against the Cowboys. If that's a if that's a Sunday one o'clock game against the Ravens. It might get showed thirty-five times on on Sports Center, and that's it. Not nine million times every time Sunday Night Football is on. You're. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because I'm yeah, not. I I, I might right. sound like cowboy fan guy. I was guy, gonna say like your bias is shining through, kind of like when I the I prefaced it with he's played. amazing. Yeah. How many touchdowns does he have this year, though? I get it. He has that one now, game against Carolina. That's you know what I mean. That's that's Eli it. Manning as his quarterback, he who isn't willing to throw it. But Kyle Lauletta, his backup, <clears throat> needs to play. Okay. Is it going to happen? Round pick. Oh, yeah, it's going to happen. This year? Fourth round guy, <clears throat> he zips it, though. But we have to move on. I zip it. Yeah, you do zip it. Zip <laughs> it good. So, the Thursday night game um, in, a, in a division that you care about, obviously, uh, the Eagles dismantled. The, yeah, they the took Jets. them apart. Just absolute dismantling. But, I mean, it's nothing that anybody didn't see coming. And Saquon Barkley playing the way that Saquon Barkley played at Penn State is unbelievable. He he so looks like he's guy. playing against Wisconsin. He looks like he's playing against anybody. I hope that they keep on losing for his sake. And this is crazy for me to say for his sake because he is such a special talent. Yeah. I hope they keep losing and and they guy. draft one and the Raiders draft two. And well, sorry, I don't want to interrupt my armchair GM <laughs> yeah. thing. But yeah, let's just for Saquon's sake. Yeah, I I hope that they keep losing and, or that they. It gets to the point where they can put uh, the fourth round draft pick in this year, yep. and he shows enough where they do another dumb thing, and they they'll pick a, a pass rusher with the first overall this year, and they'll play the fourth round guy, and because it's clear to me that their idea of drafting Saquon was because of what Zeke did in his rookie year. And but what you, it was supposed to do for Romo, but what it did for Dak. You don't think that they had... They tried to... How did they not focus on the difference 
of the quarterback context. Because it, it comes back down to the, the whole and head... Eli can't grow together. Zach and uh, uh, Zeke and Dak will grow together. Right, but it was supposed to be Zeke prolonging Romo's career, and he never got the chance to play with him. So, so Saquon was going to prolong Eli. That's career. what they thought was going to happen. And the reason why they thought that is because everyone in that building, during the head coach find, mm-hmm. it was like a, a, a preface thing that you need to go in to your interview with your game plan set up for Eli Manning to be the at the head of it. Oh, that's Anyone a, going in there that's with an interesting a... interesting notion. Yeah, no, it's the truth. Yeah. I've heard it from multiple sources okay. that are credible. That's very interesting. Um, so, so a, a quarterback going in there so they without were, a they were right off. Eli. They were right off from day one because they were they were with the mindset that this is our guy. And if and if you're not down with that, then we'll you're find out, somebody then, who then is. Keep on, like... Tell the next guy in the lobby to come on in. So if your concept doesn't have an Eli Manning at quarterback, if your offensive concept, then we're probably it's probably not going to work out. Eh? It, it it'll wow. be very interesting to see what Shermer, like did did you see what he denied saying on the sideline about throw the damn ball down the field? And you he, could and he clearly said, read, you could clearly read his, read his lips, lips and then he just didn't want to lose the locker room. Fuck. I don't know. Too too early to tell. It's so Let's cr- just, it's crazy. It's too early to tell. I can't deep dive on the Giants because I'm like I honestly thought the way that this season had been going, mm-hmm. it made perfect sense for the Giants to go win 23-22 by a field like last play yeah. of the game kind of thing. Yeah. But they're just such a they're such a, a disaster in every other part of the game other than getting Saquon the ball. And and don't get me wrong, this, the way that they're scheming the stuff for Saquon, it's not like he's like other than that TD pass from no from, he, he's uh, making what's defenses look silly. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys miss. Yeah, he's getting out in space. Yeah, he's looking like he's playing at Penn State. His, tr- his tree trunks for legs, and then the the, the sweet moves. feet that he's got attached to them is it it doesn't make sense. The speed, the way grown men bounce off of him. The speed and strength combination, I don't yeah. know if it's a low center of gravity, but he reminds me of a stronger Maurice Jones-Drew. He reminds me of a bigger, stronger Just the, the legs? Like, his, his legs were ridiculous. You know well. what I'm saying? That's just basically... I, now, I do what you're saying. It's a rich man's MGD, uh, MJD, oh, though. Oh, oh incredible. Um, <laughs> let's go to the other side. Carson Wentz is uh, uh, coming back to life. Him and Alshon Jeffries, that, that, can, Jeffrey, that, that connection's real. Okay. And I really think that this offense is something to be reckoned with. Because it doesn't matter if it's Wendell Smallwood coming out of the backfield. And it, it doesn't that matter was, who's coming out of that backfield. Yeah. I don't know Again, if it's offensive the Giants play are, calling. Giants are garbage. Remember okay. that. I'm, it's hard to forget. But what, I'm just trying to communicate. I'll agree, like I'll agree with the, the look, Jeffrey look good. I mean, he, that's the first time I've seen. Is it players for that offense? Because it looks like I, it's players in scheme. Again, I didn't, wa- I didn't watch the All-22 of that game, but no. the way that I understand it the best is that from what I saw from the, from the telecast the first couple weeks, on like on replays when you actually see the, the rope, uh, mm-hmm. rope being run by a wide receiver, that no one was separating at all. And so it was kind of making the safety blanket in Zach Ertz obsolete because there was nothing downfield in between feeding him the ball. So there's no run after the catch. On Thursday against the Giants, you could see separation um, from Aguilar and from from Jeffrey. 
I don't Mul- know. Multiple, multiple different and times. I, and I don't know if that's the New York Giants defense being yeah, Landon is. Collins and everybody else because Landon Collins has enough heart for that whole secondary. But if you look at Eli Apple play, if you he look at a, some of those... He had a fairly decent, like somewhat of a decent game from what I saw. Like It wasn't bad. It wasn't enough to change no. the outcome by any stretch. But All that I'm saying is, is it's Landon Collins and everybody else because he is a talented accurate. Alabama prospect. You know what, though? You, he's so aggressive that... You get him going the wrong way. He, might be he overrun. He's like the way he uh, overruns things in the secondary, trying to get to the pile, is the way that Ryan Kerrigan overruns everything into the backfield on in misdirections. In Washington, yeah, there was a time that I thought he was one of the most underrated players in football. Probably was a time where he was. Look at the statistics. Um, let's let's go to the next game, which I find interesting for no reason other than it's divisional game for me. Houston beat Buffalo twenty to thirteen, and it well, looked hold on a second, silly. I got to correct you. They they didn't beat no. Buffalo. No, they did. They, Buffalo they lost the game, but well, they uh, they Peterman themselves. Oh. If uh, <laughs> and I mean Jonathan Joseph, twelve year vet. He He's done right. It's Derek his- Anderson now. Hundred percent. He's the starter on Sunday. I'm so glad you brought up Derek Anderson. He is, right? Why doesn't... Yes. Oh, he's starting okay. 100%. Because he can't... The other oh, guy... No. Why doesn't anybody talk about that the Cleveland Browns had a quarterback in Derek Anderson? Why doesn't anybody talk about that like seven or eight years ago? Didn't he win 10 games? Like... Oh, my memory's terrible. But... So it's not outlandish to think that Derek Anderson has been... Well, it will... it's... it's... <laughs> he can... I don't know if he can still play, but he was way, way more than just a backup game He's going to be able to throw an eight yard out. Which and he's going to know that he can do that in pregame, that. and he's going to know he can do that when he needs to do that. In the fourth quarter, and if so it gets and if game, it gets yeah. picked off, he's not going to slowly melt the way Peterman does. And I feel so he's never throwing an NFL pass ever again. Ooh, Nathan that, Nathan Peterman, unless Derek Anderson gets hurt this week and he has to. Oh, did I steal it? I had an armchair GM. That's pull. why. I, that's why yeah. you and I are doing the podcast together is because we have had zero pre-production today. And we've already stolen each other's GM so, questions so you, for. You don't think he throws a another, different podcast episode? You like, don't think that the, the Pittsburgh product throws an, another pass? That is, I really so don't. Interesting. I really don't because there's nothing supporting him. What? Back where's the? Okay, the Bills can't put him back out there. That's the whole reason that I heard why Derek Anderson was named the starter so early in the week is because multiple players were heard saying uh, in the Bills locker room, "We can't win with." If he's out there again next week, yeah, we can't win. Then I'm not. Oh boy, yeah, and shit like that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, so and they had to bring in a guy off. The so the coach sleep. knew he was losing the locker room. If so, now I don't know what the situation is. Is if he's the backup this week, if Derek Anderson gets hurt and they got to put him back in, then all of a sudden the Bills might just stop ruining every spread that they cover that I take them not to. If Josh Allen's not playing, maybe Lashawn McCoy and the Wildcat offense needs to be a reality. That's funny. Imagine see that would. Is and in crazy? today's NFL, that wouldn't crazy? that be like is that enough crazy? of a uh, a a different <laughs> game plan from what the team probably Expected prepared for that it could ruin a game, like just ruin a game? So so it takes them too long to. Can you imagine? That's Josh funny Allen, to think of. Josh Allen doesn't play. Everybody's thinking Nathaniel Peterman starting. They pull a ruse. They pull a fast one. The Buffalo Bills. They go out there. Lashawn McCoy is out there in a jumbo package set. That's like a no. Houston Astros strategy, putting a pitcher out for one batter. Not just only that, that's like a hidden ball trick. Yeah. Are you kidding me? The guy steps off the bag and you just walk up and look at the little, little, little rookie of the year. Um, <laughs> what that? John Voigt? Classic. Best pitchers. 
All right. Uh, John Voight. Gary Busey. I was going to say Gary Busey John Voight. before the accident. Gary, B- Gary Busey before you, yeah. Um, so I want to talk about Atlanta and Tampa Bay. 34 points again on the Bucks defense, and yep. it cost Mike Smith his job. Yeah. Um, is Atlanta back, or did they just play? I mean, Matt Ryan threw 54, three touchdowns. They played the, they played the Bucks. They played the Bucks defense? Yeah. Okay. I, well, I said before the week, it's going to be a shootout. Yeah. Uh, that a whoever had the ball back. last would probably win. Yeah. And then, what did you think of that play call? I'm trying to remember everything that I said a couple days ago right. in solo cast. Um, what did you think of that play call at the fourth down? end of the game with the designed QB run and then four, three pitches. Oh, like, oh, I mean, it, it might've worked if Deshaun Jackson didn't fumble it, but yeah, but just the, the delay and then the run up the gut just was different to me. Wouldn't you have liked to have seen like a hook and ladder, like a, like a college play, something you would see on like Saturday. I would have liked to see the, I was trying to, to break it down how it could have worked a little bit differently. And I think that if you, uh, if you go, Wildcat essentially mm-hmm. with Deshaun Jackson and you put uh Jameis out where Jackson was and you run the exact same play, but it's Jameis finishing it rather than little Deshaun Jackson out on the you, outside with three guys is, closing that's to a him. Unique notion. It and it James might have been a tall man. It might have it may have keyed the defense into th- to thinking that it's going to be a throw mm-hmm. to Jameis instantly, and, and then they collapse. Backside. But then he's able to run the gut, and then everything collapses to him, and then he's the forgotten man on the left. It was just, I don't know, I was doing a little bit of X's and O's with a pause screen on the TV messing around, and I, I don't know, because it didn't work out, I was just like, well, how could yeah. they have done that? Because even if he did catch it, uh, meaning Jackson, mm. he might not have scored. There's three guys collapsing. I think that first guy might have forced him out. Bigger picture... I don't know if this game matters to the division. Uh, Falcons are at two and four. Bucks are at two and three. I don't I th- know if it I think Atlanta's going to gonna the be division. the pesky team. I think they're going to be the team that nine is and seven. Sub- and they just no, grind in. No, no, seven and nine kind okay. of deal. But okay, at the point where other teams are like life's on the line type of deal, them. they're not going to want to play them because they're not good enough to make the playoffs. They're mathematically eliminated. But goddamn, are they talented? They could be that. Team Can they put forty up and hurt? Like that kind of deal. Like interesting, their offense does have that type. Now with Freeman out for the year, well, is Coleman an every down back? We're gonna find out. But you know what? The Indiana prospect. Tell me, he hasn't surprised everybody and exceeded expectations since coming out in every possible way. That's true. Blocking, running, catching. Um, let's let's uh, transition to the AFC North. Um, Steelers and Bengals. It was a good game. Steelers come out on top. That game means something, I think. Hmm. Um. That was the game. That changed the storylines for this Sunday's game. It was it would have been the battle of the five and ones in, oh, in Cincinnati and Kansas City, good and point. now it's now all of a sudden Pittsburgh is right back in the hunt. Just like like you said a couple weeks ago, like this isn't the twenty seventh best team in the league, and I was like, yeah, you're absolutely right. But they played like it today, and they played like it last week. James Conner has been filling in in a way that yeah, love Bell's done. I'm I'm and and Pittsburgh he is. Well, like he's not done, but oh, stop, GM. stop. <laughs> so what? What I think about the Cincinnati offense is they had a lot of opportunities to win, and that offense is multifaceted with Joe Mixon, AJ Green, and Andy Dalton. Looks like he has command of that offense. I mean, hey, after all those games he's played in, they look good. They, they took the go ahead with a buck fifty to go. But Ben Roethlisberger shows why he's got. What do you wins. think of that final play? I'm not going to say anything because I know you weren't able to listen to the podcast from Wednesday. What did you think of that final play? I, I. I I thought it was impressive. Was it a pick play? I I don't think so in my in my estimation. Why wasn't it? Well, 
Sorry to put you on the spot. Can you picture it? No, I can't in my head right now, but I remember seeing so, the highlights. So the the whole thing is the the slot corner, as soon as AB goes in motion and bumps down, yeah. he knows it's a it's a rub route, it's a pick route, right? So his his objective right there is to keep the inside leverage on the slot receiver, right. who I, th- I believe was uh, Smith-Schuster. Right. Right? As soon as Smith-Schuster runs to the left to set the pick on the outside corner, that slot corner should be on his inside leverage and and just basically let him let him run there. I'm gonna pick up AB after yeah. he comes underneath you, right? Once and we and covered, we switch, yeah. right? He as soon as Juju dips the shoulder and starts to go to the outside, he, he jams him, gets put into the middle of him, and gives Brown the inside leverage on his own. It's just bad technique. Um, he died, and, and the worst part is he even diagnosed it. I literally realized that I didn't see that play because I was in the car coming to your house because that was a one o'clock game. So I wasn't oh, that's able why. to see that. I yeah. was getting getting coffee and Timbits. But <laughs> what I find really interesting about that play because I did see the highlights and you did jog my, my memory. Joe Hayden is a top tier cornerback. Right. So. That makes the gaff all the more questionable and suspect. Like what Especially was with the game thinking? on the line ten but, seconds ago? But what was he thinking other than don't know? Other than you have to know. Who's I coming. literally can't explain it any any other way than what I saw. I can't go into the, you know. What I mean, I I, I wish that I, I, had I can't seen even that put line. myself in the position to, to wonder why would I fuck up this way. I wish that I had seen it live because now I'm 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 I'm. I'm well, live, live, I was but, live. I'm screaming at the TV for the flag. Yeah. Because well, I picked Cincinnati, but. Then the replay shows, and I see, I, I watched the cornerback give up oh, the inside, inside leverage. Like, after he diagnosed it, it was terrible. I mean, maybe Artie Burns does that, but I don't Let's see Let's stay in that. the AFC North okay. and talk about the Ravens. Are they the best defense in the league? So, <laughs> I don't think they're the best defense in football, but I do think they are playing very well. Time out. Who's the best defense in football? Jacksonville Jaguars. They okay. played like the last two weeks. Jacksonville Jaguars have 11 sacks against Tennessee. No, they did not have 11 sacks. What did they have? Do you know those stats? I do not know Either do I. those stats. But they, what I do find that's interesting... That's what I just... I knew you were going to say that, and it's... What I do find interesting about the Baltimore defense is whomever they seem to play, they seem to game plan and scheme perfectly for. Because there's ability and there's effort, and then there's just knowing how to get past the offensive line 11 times. Does Tennessee have enough talent on their team to have a bounce back game after not scoring any points at home. Not on the offensive side of the ball. Now going to London. Can they score points this week? Not on the offensive side of the ball. Do they have enough talent to answer that, that question? Yes, they, they can score points. Now, as a Jaguars fan, Tennessee's 3-0 and in the last three games that they played them. So... Yeah. What my problem is, is saying anything negative about that offense. But when I oh, look at it... Forget that you're a Jags fan. Just okay, diagnose so, them as what they are. Perfect. I look at them as being, uh, quote, an exotic smash mouth, as they call it. Okay. But you know what they don't have is the ability to adapt and drop back and throw the ball 40 times a game if that's what they have to do to beat you. To me, it looks like Jason Garrett's coaching that team. Because they run their heads into the wall. And if, mm, and, okay. if and if there's no give... Okay. On on the on the wall, they're like fuck it. We'll run through it. We'll just and, keep trying to go. But through it's it. but they don't realize that it's concrete on the other side until the fourth quarter. So you agree with my assessment that they have a very good run style offensive they, system, but they, they don't do have when the it ability. Works. Yes. They do when it works, but they have the inability to adapt and um, 
turn turn into a forty a forty pass. Use attempt. use what the other team see. That's the thing. I feel at this point, I don't want to see any other thing, but a play action pass on first down for the Dallas Cowboys until week thirteen. Until there's five guys in the box on first down because they know they're not going to run it, which you will never ever see. But because of that, you should. Like that should be called because yeah. everyone and their moms in the box on first down because they know they're running it with Zeke. But back, but back to Tennessee though, like that's like Tennessee's like the same the thing. Same dynamic. Yeah. Start. You should be play action pass with on Derek first and Henry second down. Everybody, every, even if you lose the next three games because of it, yeah. you lost for a different reason. Everybody you lost because you adapted. That Derrick Henry's going to get the ball. They should take advantage of it, and they should also take advantage of the fact that Corey Davis is going to evolve into a very good wideout. He's it's just taken him a long time, and Dion Lewis needs to have a greater offense. Of presence in the slot, he needs to line up everywhere on offense. I don't think they're creative enough to do. There's so many. But if you look at how their offense is designed, you're absolutely right that they're not creative enough to find passing plays and passing sets that accomplish the goal of moving the ball. They can be creative with running the ball. See, the weird thing is, is this is the exact same thing that happened to them in the the playoff game last year, until that batted down pass that Mariota caught and ran in for mm-hmm. the touchdown to himself. Everything changed. They believed. And Kelsey went out. But they then were able to start doing different things. And it's funny, like, under a different coaching regime. But Tennessee, to me, is just, they're they're fine with being the team that always tries to execute what they feel they're good at, rather than trying to expose what the opponent is weak at. And that's the Dallas Cowboys at the same time. I think... Until this past Sunday. That's a very, very, very good assessment. They knew that the Jacksonville Jaguars were, go- were not going to put Ramsey on Beasley. So they took advantage of that matchup. And it's the first time that I've seen them exploit something. Yeah. Other than a weak D-line and, and running the ball like the way they did against Detroit. Can can we talk about how Miami is 4-2? and two? And how Brock Osweiler... said on Wednesday has... that Mike better pump his brakes on Miami's the worst 3-0 team of all time. Because I'm not convinced that they are a good enough team to be a playoff team. I'm, I'm not convinced they're a playoff team. Either way. Because... I don't, I don't have that feeling. Because... As I... Sorry, folks. I'm trying to turn the page as quiet as possible after last week's gaffe. Because New England, Kansas City, the LA Chargers, Cincinnati, Baltimore, Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, Houston, Cleveland, the Jets, Tennessee are all better than Miami in my estimation. They're not but a they playoff have team. Worse records too. I understand that some of those teams have worse uh, worse records. Not all of them, but I'm saying like not all, all of them. Those teams, but at the very least, we can go team. New England, Kansas City, Chargers, Cincinnati, Baltimore, Jacksonville are all better than the Dolphins right now. Yeah. This right, so there's your there's your six playoff teams. Now I, I want to talk about the game specifically because if somebody were to come up to you and say Brock Osweiler's going to throw for three touchdowns and three hundred and eighty yards, you'd laugh at them. You'd say for who? You'd say for sorry. Who? Repeat that. If someone came up to you and said Brock Osweiler is going to throw for three hundred and eighty yards and three touchdowns, obviously two picks, whatever. If someone told you that, you would laugh and say for who? Who who's he going to do that for? And I don't understand how that offense was able to put up 31 points against Khalil Mack. I mean, he has a sack and a forced fumble in six straight games. This is going to be the... I'm going to call this the the repeat cast for me because... You've been saying that... As soon as I I jumped on the wagon, bro, as soon as I said, I got to start giving respect to them, I bump them into my top 10 in the uh, personal power rankings, make them number eight. But they lose in overtime, though. 
But, 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 they were up 21 to 10 and then 28 to 10, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but you have a fair argument. And, I mean, Mitchell Trubisky, three touchdowns and 316 yards. So it's. How many yards after the catch? At least, at least 200. But I don't care if you're throwing the ball at the line of scrimmage or 50 yards. If past it's the not line for a giant screen pass hey, play, I. <laughs> you still have to get I, the yards. Do you know what I mean? And I'm even more convinced that I'm right about him. Okay. He's going to be the new great equalizer. You and I could not disagree more here, and that's what's going to make. I'm okay. right back off. I already I took everything off the train that that was my personal you, belongings, you and were, I am done with them you because they're not the better. Band. They're not better than Minnesota. All they're right. not better than Minnesota. All right. And okay. that loss right there was the first week since I told you what happens to this team with four weeks of tape out on them. People are going to start to adapt. And, and they lost the first test, so it'll be interesting to ha- what happens when they got to play New England as the second test. What happens to that team when they're 3-3 three and three all of a sudden? And they lose that division lead after just a, a little sniff of having it. That's my opinion. Like, yeah, and I'll, I'll be fine if I'm wrong again. and I'll, Maybe I'll jump back on that train at some some point this season. But I, I don't, don't think so. I, I, could, you, you I could pick like, six teams better than the NFC than them right now. You sound like you're ready to burn the Bears' bandwagon. I mean, you're so far off of it. I was never on the bandwagon. No. I was on the, respre- the respect train. Ah, uh, the respect train is different than the band. And I slammed my door to the boxcar shut when I jumped out and fucking didn't wait for a stop. I jumped off that train while it was still moving. Do you know whose bandwagon any NFL fan should be on is Aaron Rodgers? Because Magician his, his presence and his poise and his state of mind. The team's not very good. What it, dude. But he's the th- coolest. Dude, they are a 6-10 and 10 football team. He's the only football player that makes a six and ten football team a ten and six team. Okay, yeah. It is unbelievable. To I had a guy that made a bad team eight and eight three years in a row, but no one gave him respect for that. You want you you want to put him in the same conversation? No, 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 no. So let's get back. No, 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 not doing that. I hate I hate twelve in green and yellow. Hate him. But it's one because I have to because he's ripped my heart out twice. Two because it's. Fun for me to be able to hate a guy that I can respect so much at the same time. In the last two minutes on cool Monday The coolest two-minute drill of all time. And it wasn't just that his out routes, like his throws were perfect. It's the perfect it, spot. It wasn't just the throws. But if you see the way that that man moves in the pocket, yeah. nobody is on better. On one leg still. Nobody is better at stepping up in the pocket. You see Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers move so fluidly north to south in the pocket that everybody needs to take notice. Yeah. Everybody does. He's he's scary, man. He's he's good enough that if he if he gets hot, the team gets hot. You know what I mean? I've never seen him well, I can't say never, because there's been times where I've where he turns into the guy that, that calls out his receiver. You're supposed to stop. Remember in Atlanta last year? Yeah. Right? It was and then, very, very and then in training unbecoming camp, of it. A, oh, it, camp, but that was, I'll go up, that was more strategic. Yeah. Just to put to guys on notice, right? Light quick. a fire and say that, look, like I'm here, we're here, let's show up. Yeah, I think that was him sticking the toe in the, in the water a little yeah. bit of, who are these guys? I'm going to find out through the media. Did you buy Richard Sherman uh, taking culpability uh, for the loss? Do you? That's actually the first time I heard that man's name this year. Richard Sherman. 
Mm. Now, for a DB, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because I haven't heard Byron Jones' name in four years. And he's, 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 <laughs> well, he's, now he's a corner, though. Number one. Now he's corner. Fair point. Fair point. Uh, safety's gonna I don't want to call him number one. No, safety's going to He's playing like on he's number one. Dallas, he is a number one Oh, he's the he's, he's the shutdown corner. Yeah, the I don't... I, he's I, I, he's I'm almost... Not, Put him he like he yeah he started shoveling sand in water and made himself an island out of nowhere because oh, no one expected buddy no one expected that me included I that. and I I was the one that drafted him when when it, when it was draft night four years ago in my mind I was looking at the screen going Philadelphia's gonna fuck us they're gonna pick Byron Jones and when he and when they let him let him go by I was so confident they were gonna take him and then then they did and then I never saw what transpired at the uh, the combine on the field. Still haven't seen him jump out of the the arena to or the you know what I mean the stadium to make a a crazy interception. He's not interception guy. What do you think about New England's performance over Kansas City? Are they just playing? Are they just playing Patriots football now? Thirty-eight, thirty-eight, forty-three. Is that is the record of those aren't lottery numbers or anything. No, no, they're the record of what? That's the point total for the last three weeks for the Patriots. Oh. 38 against Miami, 38 against Indy, 43 against the Chiefs. Oh, no, I thought that was a record. Um, when you think about the offensive output, um, you you said it best, actually. Still it's haven't like, even it's seen... It's like September is another preseason. It's, it's, it's it is the second really preseason. It's an interesting notion. It is. Um, so, have they arrived? Are they top three in the league until that, otherwise? Yeah, it's, okay. it's where they are. They're number three. Okay. I, and it's interesting because I didn't bump KC out of the number two spot spot for me i kept them there i don't think that i was impressed with i was impressed with how they do you know that they scored 31 points in the second half with 10 minutes of ball possession yeah i started tyreek hill he gave me 32 fantasy points that think about that (laughs) that's crazy it's unbelievable it's almost it's unfathomable to think about how mad in that offense looks Exactly. It, it's it's unbelievable to think about how you would design this offense and be like, oh, I would like a quarterback who can run and throw the ball. For every bit that uh, Tyreek Hill is like a creative player speed, yeah, they are a uh, like a Madden tournament offense where some nine year old with <laughs> you know what I mean, like can can, can just look unreal like he, unreal yeah. thumb skills yeah. and <laughs> what I think is interesting about Pat. Mahomes is he's the kind of guy who can roll out of bed in the morning and sling the ball 70 yards on a road. Especially and on the road in Gillette after putting up nine points in the first half. What's Gillette? I'm Pat Mahomes, you know. I'm I don't know what this is. Like I'm stud. So that's why I put him number two in the division quarterback when I just did those random rankings preseason. I also liked the LA Rams and the Denver Broncos. I called that game perfect. Because, oh, yeah? I said that the Rams would win, but they wouldn't cover that 10.5, 11-point spread because Denver would be able to run the ball on them. Their defense is suspect. With injuries and... With injuries? Injuries in the, in the secondary, secondary yes. and, but more so, yes. that run defense gets gashed, bro. And, I don't understand and, why. And Aaron Donald's not hurt, neither is Sue. So I don't understand why. I don't, understand understand why. It. I, I, don't ha- I, I haven't watched a single... Full session of any all twenty two footage of any of their defensive snaps, but I've watched quite a bit of the game, like the telecast. Yeah. And I just I is it I don't it's not it's not because they're not playing. They haven't really played anyone worth a damn other than no, Minnesota. Is and, there a defensive scheme that's being called that is unbecoming to their talents? But no, because I can't believe it, that the way that they're off it. And if it's a run defense, it's pretty basic. It's it's it's, it's pretty fill the ABC. How guys. do I? 
Like it's. I was I was tr- I was trying to put pen to paper to to articulate what I want to say about this, and I can't even I can't even get my thoughts onto the paper. Indescribable. Because it it really it's an anomaly. To to just make sense of. But it's con- two defensive. I'm tackles. confident enough because of that. Not to take away from uh, a later talking point, but with that Carlos Hyde trade, I got to take him out of my fantasy lineup now. I got him in both my leagues as my flex. He's not playing for Jacksonville this week. So I had to scramble. And one of them I was confident enough to put Breda in. They're going to get the break speed off of him if everything goes to, according to plan. And that might even be better for me because they're going to get gashed in the run game later on. Matt Breda is the best thing going for the San Francisco offense. He is it's, the best thing going. CJ Beathard's not a scrub either. I don't think he's a scrub, but I think he's a backup quarterback. He's a backup quarterback that can do like I mean, if if so Garoppolo is just out for four weeks, there's it's survivable for them. Quick armchair GM question because I was thinking about it before. You, if you're the San Francisco 49ers, do you ride it out with a backup quarterback for the rest of the the season? And if so, why? Because I think to myself, if there's a move that can be made at the trade deadline, Tyrod Taylor, what's up? Nick Foles, oh. what's up? Cleveland, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. For one you could get year? Nick. You could get Nick Foles cheap right now. For 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 one year, that stock has dropped. And that I was mean, actually a question from Twitter last week. It was did what? Philly did Philly drop the ball not trading Nick Foles when his stock was the highest? Oh, now his stock is significantly lower. It is, but I I, and I and I said I don't think that they dropped the ball necessarily because I wonder they if, they didn't know when Wentz was coming back, and they didn't know that Nick Foles would turn back into Nick Foles. I wonder if Jacksonville floats a fourth round pick out there before October thirty first. Before just a little, hey Philly. Call up Cleveland. Is anyone hey, going to? Is anyone going to call up? No, never mind. I'm not going to say it because it's not going to happen. But it, it it is an interesting thought for the off season with a certain team's quarterback. Given your division, does it matter that Washington beat Carolina? That's more of a Carolina turnover penalties kind of like. We've talked a little bit too much. I don't believe in Washington, bro. Like at all, and, and Adrian Peterson ain't gonna beat my Cowboys this week. But I'm on air believing in Cam Newton, and I'm on air as calling him right. Yeah, he's like, well, I think he's I'm the, on air as saying that, and I looked. He's I the top of the second tier. Top of the second tier, that's or a, that's a really fair around point. the top of the second. That's tier. a fair point because I have said if really nothing, good things about him, and he did not perform very well against Washington. If for nothing more than just respect, but you know what that game is, bro. What? That's maybe them riding high a little bit after the bye and, and making a sixty-three yarder to beat a bad Giants team. They didn't play their great. You know what I mean? They didn't play their greatest thing. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't their best effort, I mean, but they win. But they win anyways. So like, all of a sudden, they get the Jacksonville syndrome of we can just show up and win. Fair enough. Just, just back, just back to maybe uh, Cam Newton, twenty-seven for forty, two seventy-five, two touches, and an INT. If I could get that out of Blake Bortles every single week, Jacksonville's a twelve-win team. But to specify Cam Newton's elite status, he does it in every single facet, and I just haven't seen the Not same accuracy. multifacet. I just haven't seen the same multifaceted Cam Newton. I just. Yeah, that game was it was a trap game. I I again I even said that last week when I was breaking it down of who I think can come out, and it's just that was a. I had a thought that that Carolina losing Andrew Norwell in the off season has affected Cam Newton. A hundred percent. I have a buddy that's a Panthers fan that he talked about it all summer. Left guard is is I'm not saying and then and then they're banged up, but absolutely. And 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 do bad old lines travel well. mm Right, we kind of ignored that one last week. Yeah. Well, I did. You were you were uh, yeah. I, you were working. And Khalil is one of the best centers in football, but I mean, he, he can't anchor a line with you know four other players. Um, 
Yeah, as far as and I mean San Diego just cod walloping Cleveland. I mean uh, that, Melvin Gordon plays And that that was a that was a lesson. <laughs> that wasn't a lost pick for me. I didn't I didn't I didn't lose that game. I learned something. And it's that I can I can trust the Chargers on the road more than I did at the very least. That's what I learned. I didn't lose anything other than the pick and a little bit of money. So takeaways from week 6. Uh, personally, what I felt was the teams that we thought would arrive, the Pittsburghs, the yeah. New Englands, yeah. the teams we thought, the Philadelphias, they did arrive. And we didn't talk about Minnesota and Arizona because I don't really think that... Arizona's a mess. That's I don't think it's worth discussion because Minnesota did what it's they It's not worth discussion because they're going to be a new team, hopefully, in the next couple of weeks. Byron yeah. Leftwich. That's what I mean. Offensive quarter. And I'm not, but I can't comment on it. Yet, because I haven't seen any indication that it can change. Um, so the teams that we thought would arrive did. And another one of my takeaways from week six. Who, hold that, on, I got a flip side of that. Who are, or who's at least one team that we thought would turn into, like, would, uh, would improve mm-hmm. that hasn't? The Denver Broncos. You thought they were going to improve? I thought they were going to be a better team than they have been. That defense is very, very good. I don't think that Case Keenum is the same player he was last year, and I I, I expected more. That okay. backfield so is John very, Elliott. very, very... <laughs> well said. That backfield is very, very good, and it came out of nowhere. Philip Lindsay's lead... He, he led uh, per, uh, percentage of snaps last week, or on Thursday again. And Royce Freeman is no slouch as well. That's right. So if they can develop into an offense that throws the ball just enough, I couldn't agree more. That's good depth. So, so uh, and Jacksonville. You thought that they would get better and haven't? I thought that that's they would. The an- the, that's the answer. The last two to three weeks, yeah. That's the answer. Yeah, because when you put up six points against the Tennessee defense, mm-hmm. and like I'm looking at the performances, and aside from home? New England and the New York Jets, they the play, offense hasn't looked well. Pardon? They play in Tennessee that game? Or was it in Jacksonville? I home can't game. remember. It's a home game. That's even worse you, when you see Baltimore you think I know. go on the road and score 21. Oh, you don't think... Oof. Okay, yeah. So, like, they've played both New York teams and beat them and, and, and looked okay doing it, okay? Okay. With all that said, yep. I'm picking Jacksonville to win this week. Over Houston, yeah. But mm-hmm. it's going to take a dominant performance for me to change my tune on whether or not they're the same type of team as last year. When they beat New England the way they did this year, I was like, okay, the, here comes the redemption run, if you like, you will. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen anything from them since then to make me believe that that's, that's what that is. Not willing to write them off. No. Just because, you know what I mean, of a blowout so back-to-back. You've got Jacksonville this week. So I do. do. I have them beating Houston, and I think it's a really good barometer. It's a litmus test game because if they can't beat Houston – the divisional game, same record. It's it's bad news bears. Do you do you like Tennessee or the Chargers uh, over in London? I think Philip Rivers is unbelievably talented, and he's one of the most underrated players in football, and has been the Chargers' he's best quarterback winning. in that division. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you does jet lag scare you? Especially, not, especially for Philip Rivers. No, because NFL teams are used to traveling, and the argument can be, well, they're not used to traveling like that. They're not. But at the end of the day, though, I'm not as concerned. Didn't they get? 
they they got there like four days ago. No, they got there. Wasn't it Wednesday? I'm pretty sure that they maybe it was maybe it was Wednesday. Wednesday. I think it was Thursday though. So, okay, but either so way, what I would do is I would be traveling either that Sunday from the game, especially if I was playing a home game. But if I was a road game, maybe fly home, get a sleep in your bed, and then get over there. Get over there and yeah. get give yourself five six days to acclimate to just get there. So to answer your question, no, it, it doesn't doesn't scare you? me. I don't think it's going to be a nine six game. Would you start a little sidebar? Would you start Philip Rivers over Matt Ryan in fantasy? Yes, I would. Yeah? Yes, I would. Considering how Tennessee performed last week, we have no idea what product they're going to put I think out. The, I think you just don't like waiting for fantasy points. You'd rather get the 9.30 Eastern time game than the wait till the Monday nighter to wait for your Matt Ryan points. Is that? Oh, yeah. No, I I, I hate <laughs> having Thursday night games, and I hate having Monday night games, especially I, my quarterback. I hate having my kicker on the Monday night. I don't like Especially it. being down 10-ish points. <laughs> it's torture. It's Chinese water torture, bro. <laughs> Chinese water torture. Next All right, game. that's okay. That's cool, yeah. What, what's your next game? I got... I know, you may, you I might got, have just made me change my thinking with my fantasy. Are you ready to be shocked? Mm-hmm. Okay. Chicago. Like Chicago. Soldier oh, Boy, Soldier brother, Field. Brother. Is going to make... Is going to make New England look normal. At Soldier uh, Field, Soldier, you, Soldier Boy. That was kind of a... I don't know. They're going to make them look normal. Are they going to win? They're going to win. Chicago's winning. Chicago is winning in Chicago. Chicago Hope. I think hope. we might have our... Oh, Mike, I can't believe we didn't bet last week. Chicago Hope. Um, and I really think that Khalil Mack is going to have a bounce back game. Do you want to I mean, bet on that? On this game? On this game? You going to give me points? Oh, see, how confident are you if you're asking for points? How many points do you want? I mean, I'll take six and a half. You'll take six and a half. The fucking actual <laughs> spread is four, you muppet. Are you kidding me? Look at this. Four point spread. New England's favored. You heard it here first. You want six and a half, but you think it's Chicago's going to win. It's Come happening. on. That's all. Hey, the, it's there you go, folks. There you go, com- folks. How's that confidence level for you? That's I just hilarious. I just flipped you on that one, right? I like that. Okay. I want to go to a less a lesser matchup Okay. just to kind of pick your brain because yeah. I don't have any idea. But we kind of talked about this team's quarterback earlier. Okay. Bills against Colts in Indy. You know, we're really going to find out how... Spread is seven and a half in for the, the Colts. Colts. Well, because they got Derek Anderson starting, right? they got the journeyman. We're going to see if Andrew Luck is even a semblance of his former self because this game is going to be a good barometer because that defense is talented. Buffalo's That's defense what I'm, is talented. Uh, uh, it's such a weird... Like, the dynamic I, is so I have strange. a hard time... Like that, that'll probably get left off of any parlay I make. Can't trust either team to cover, or 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 you know what I mean. You can't trust them to perform. In- That's I just wanted to hear what you like, where you instantly took it to, and you took it instantly to Buffalo's defense. And honestly, it's probably the strongest position group of any position group on either team. Andrew Luck is going to learn about his shoulder because Buffalo they're going to give up thirty eight points in three quarters. They Buffalo have is. Buffalo has a. We're talking about how good their defense is. Defense. Their de- no, clearly their defense swarming. has. It's been it. Do you know what though? It fooled me in Green Bay. They came off the win against Minnesota in Minnesota. Yeah. That Minnesota kind of like yeah was like well we play the Rams on Thursday so we're gonna look ahead right I'm I'm convinced of that. Um, fair enough. That's a fair the idea. following week they played the Packers in Lambeau. And there was no defense really 
to speak of. And the offense, I don't even think they scored a point. I believe it was 22-0. So, like, just, just, just to quantify what we're talking the about. The Colts aren't the Packers. No, but just to quantify what we're talking about, Buffalo has the 8th-ranked defense yeah, in football, okay? Um, compared to the Colts that have the 10th-ranked passing game. So, maybe I'm not giving enough love and recognition to what Andrew Luck has been able to do, but their offensive line makes me really concerned. See the last two weeks, especially they've give like the Colts have given up thirty eight to the to the Patriots, so they're playing from behind constantly. So there goes any part of and let's face it, the Colts don't have much of a running game they ever tend to lean on, right? So it's even going to be more pass happy when you're down, when you're trailing. Then they give up forty plus to the Jets. I know, but Sam Donald can can. I know, he, and he's a different he guy play. since. Going through that, you got the win, three-game losing streak. Oh, you have, you have a three-game losing streak in your first month as an NFL quarterback, Wake and you up. rebound with two wins? Yep. And he I don't care up. who you played. That's impressive. I agree. So, And everyone was talking, composure, composure, mm-hmm. composure with him. So maybe, can no, they can't get to a third win in a row at home against the Vikings this week, can they? I don't That's the next so. game I want to talk about. I don't believe so. Either I do I. Okay, so move but on Minnesota's to that. got a bad O line, and bad O lines don't they, travel well. They do not. Let's move on to that game because I got a game that we're gonna discuss. Um, Minnesota and the New York Jets. I, I don't know if people recognize Adam Thielen's greatness. I do. So, well, <laughs> I would hope so. I, I, we have no I'm, business doing a podcast. So, I'm trying to trade Julio for him for weeks. So I'm watching tape. I'm on YouTube, right? And I'm watching Adam Thielen run routes. This guy gets zero recognition for his body physics. The way in which his kinetic energy... Every move is, has a purpose. And he, there is no wasted energy. And every single route that he runs translates into communicating something. Whether he's trying to communicate, I'm faking to the inside, I'm going outside. Whether he's just... His head, his, his hips, and his feet. Every movement has a purpose or a meaning. And it's whether so it's a set, Whether it's to set up and sell something yep. or to... Be deliberate and get to the point you need to. Um, it kind of like uh, I want to liken the precision route running to the likes of like kind of like Jason. Like, not just because they're both white, Here's, not because I'm a yeah. Cowboys fan, no. but the way that Jason Witten ran routes to a pinpoint precision. Every time was the reason he was still able to play for four years when it looked yeah. like he was running in quicksand. You and gotta, he shouldn't have been playing. You got to go to position comparison, and I see him oh. as somebody. I see him as somebody who wore the purple jersey and had number eighty. He has hands and runs routes like Chris Carter. Eh, he's they're so different body type though. If you look at the way Chris Carter freed himself, and I'm not saying Thielen has wins body type, but no, but if you look at the way that Chris sticky hands. And they were able to free themselves against any coverage. Tell me that doesn't apply, okay? That doesn't apply to more than 10 guys in football. DeAndre Hopkins being one of them. Okay, uh, is it, is he a, I don't want to say a poor man's version, but is he a less flashy DeAndre Hopkins? That is an interesting notion. Do you know how I see uh, Adam Thielen? No. I'll, I'll answer that question. No. I see him as a bigger version of Antonio Brown. A little bit bigger. See, there's another guy that doesn't... But the the body frames are, again, a little little different. The height advantage makes it to it. Like, it makes AB have to 
go up to a spot that other guys are going up to, but he, the way he does it because he's shorter, it's more impressive. It, 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 it yeah, it's more impressive. Absolutely, I it see is. Thielen as being closer to an Antonio Brown, but he's so damn near perfect all around that he and the way he makes things look so effortless is that like it makes people just kind of glance over it. That's why I related it to the Witten because it almost bores you to sleep. Okay, I would agree. That's with what that I and, and it's going and, and I also liken it to that because I think he's gonna like I, no one can forecast a career, but I think that he's the type of guy in this type of NFL where there's good luck if you get your second contract. He's the type of guy that will have longevity. I think and because he relies Minnesota, on technique. And he's yeah, and he's a hometown boy, so I I think he'll wear purple for the next ten years, provided everything plays well. But tell me, he isn't the perfect example of quiet greatness. Yeah. He is in every way, and not even quiet because well, he, he acts track like he's been there media. before when he gets inside the end zone. He and, hands the ball off. Yeah, he, he he acts like somebody who hasn't been doing. He doesn't it for do it. Two he years. doesn't do a dance down twenty seven. He hands the ball to the ref and says, "I'll be back," you know, or things to himself. See, I'll be see back. you soon. I'll see if you know what I mean. That's my favorite thing to say when you get in the end zone. That see level now. See you again soon. Um. So, what do you think about the number one scoring offense in the New Orleans Saints versus the number one defense in the Baltimore Ravens. That's... Because I'm starting Baltimore's defense in a must-win fantasy game, and I'm scared to death about it. Okay, we talked Houston-Jacksonville. We talked New England-Chicago. That and that. Okay, so Baltimore-New Orleans is is also the key match that I got. Uh, It's very similar to the Carolina-Philadelphia game, in a way, for me. I know they're not... It's not number one versus number one, but... Oh, I don't see the that. Chess, the, but the chess match of just uh, the way that New Orleans is going to scheme against Baltimore is somewhat similar to the way that Carolina's going to have to scheme against Philly's front seven, especially their front four. Okay. With the weaker offensive line on the road, okay. right? And I don't even care if you have a great offensive line going into Baltimore. It's you're, it's going to be a lesser form of itself because of how good I think that the Ravens defense is right now will that o-line travel well new orleans i i'm i'm not listing them as one of the o-lines where i gotta keep an extra eye on for this week because they're on the road uh that belongs to minnesota houston the giants and carolina so carolina is one of them so i think that they have to so that's my kind of my point is that they i think they have to scheme to hide that where the the Saints don't necessarily have to hide their offensive line, but they have to neutralize the Ravens' okay. defense. So it's quick out, quick, get the ball out quick. Does quick, Drew quick, Brees quick, quick. throw for 300 yards? Yeah, because of Yak. I mean, he has to throw the ball 5, 10, 15 yards, and then it turns into a 70-yard play. You, you can say that for a lot of different offenses. So I think, does throw for I think that Michael Thomas gets moved into the slot this game. He's elite. He's elite, and he's and he's gonna go against the one weak link of that Raven secondary, and he's gonna run him ragged through the slot all day over the middle of the field. How I that, think. How did that Buckeye get to the second round? Like, did people just not scout him? Because when Sean Payton drafted him, there was like a week after he drafted it where he came out public, and he's like, he's gonna be great. Yeah, like, he's going to be. He's gonna shock people. You know I, what? There's I, gems. I living. AB's a sixth round pick, man. How did like that? He was something like Central Michigan, though. People look at him and they're probably like Central That's a good Michigan. point. But when's the last? Who's, who's another uh, Buckeye wide receiver that was highly regarded out of college? I like Chris or Carter. highly slept on. Chris so Carter. we're going back that far, right? <laughs> right? Like that easy. It's that easy. You're right. That's a that fair easy, point. bro. 
Fair point. Buckeyes defenders get respect. Uh, That's how Denzel Ward gets drafted fourth overall. Not saying oh, it was a bad pick, but the point. but the the uh, the Buckeye stickers on the helmet got him very that draft. Very fair pick. point. Didn't because, help that it's a hometown affiliate well, yeah, too, that's right? Bring him in. Uh, does Washington beat Dallas? No. No. I'm again. I'm I'm counting on AP having his week off. He's got to take his old man meds this week, and he can't make it to <laughs> his practice. So and his arthritis. Pill. You know what I mean? Like athlete's foot's probably acting up a little <laughs> he's, bit. He's probably got two turf toes. <laughs> um. So I'm not. I'm not scared of that. I think that. So Dallas they're going needs- to continue mm-hmm. to evolve. I was encouraged with Stephen Jones talking on the radio this week. Uh, the way that just the tone of his voice, the way he was emphasizing Scott Linehan's working his ass off. Not to say that he's on Twitter, you know what I mean? But he's he's well aware of the criticism. It's it's in-house, too. And when Steven said that, okay, I, I would imagine a scenario going like, right the ship or you're out. Because that family does not like to do panic moves mid-season, but it's when they lose the locker room or when they lose the faith of the management. And I think that the management had was on the brink of losing faith in Scott Linehan. Cowboys defense over under three sacks. I would like to think it's over. What would you? But take? at the same time, Alex Smith kind of looks like a kind of looks so like Forty ers Alex Smith this season. He's, just straight dump off passes, getting the ball out real, real quick. Doesn't stay in his hands for very long. No, I, but he's also not pushing the ball down the field, and that's sixty nine yards. That's going to bode well for my defense. I got those two very good looking young uh, linebackers that. Are just gonna eat those those running lanes up, and like I said, I I don't I didn't sustain any setbacks with the defensive line this past week, so I find myself David Irving's only gonna look better this week. Anytime that I watch Dallas, I always find myself he's a blue chip gravitating towards number fifty four. I always find my you eyes looking he's, at Jim. You know what I, you know what he is? Every single game, I'm just like, wow, he's everywhere the ball is. He's a Marvel action figure the way he's built. He lo- he literally looks like a creative player. Tyreek Hill has the creative player on Madden Speed. He's the full package creative player. When you go on there and you try to make yourself look jacked, do you that's remember, what he looks do like. Do you remember coming out of Notre Dame, Mike Mayock said that had he not ripped his knee apart, ripped his leg He's apart, a top five pick. It was Cowboys like would have had easy. to use the pick they used on Zeke to get Jalen if he didn't get hurt in that bowl game. And it was an easy pick. It shouldn't be easy to take a linebacker top five. That's See, not a blue chip position. That's not left tackle. Not in today's. Not in today's NFL. The That's, four. The to me, the four blue chips are the left tackle, the quarterback, the left corner, and the wide receiver. No defensive and, end. Nobody to get. No, I, pass rush, I no. said that quarterback. You said left end. Oh, oh, okay. Or, or well, to the, the way they run them now, it is the left end because most teams put their best pass rusher against the right tackle. It, traditionally, yeah. it was always the right side going against the left tackle. Hey, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's wherever the ball is, whatever hash it's on, you just tell your guy to go. Uh, hey, you, you you mean to tell me you draft a defensive end saying that you're my left guy? No, you draft a defensive end saying if we call a stunt, depends on how the good right the right side, guy get is. There. I agree, but you draft guys saying if we call a stunt, the best pass rusher in the league this season is rushing from the left side. Every snap he's took. I mean. That could just be the way that their system runs, but... You could argue the two best pass rushers are named Watt this year. Mm, that'd be a bad argument. But all that I'm saying to you is, is you can get presents from areas outside of the and where end. And where is... Te- or, uh, what, where is what's his name? 99 rushing from? The left side. Against the right tackle. Every snap that he took was against Leo Collins two weeks ago. Every single one of them. Ate him up, too. Yeah. 
But that's what. I, but that's what happens when. I understand. He, I don't think he's the best pass rusher on that team. I think Clowney is hands down. You you do? Yeah. <sighs> I still think JJ Watt's got it. That's all. why he moves. That's why he, they rush him in the inside sometimes. They'll stand him up. They'll put a hand on the ground. He's literally. They can do whatever they want with him. In my opinion. Yeah. I watched him wreck a game. What the Outback Bowl? <laughs> Moving on. Steers and Queers Bowl. <laughs> you didn't expect me to say that shit, did you? Moving on. Um, what do you think about... That might get us in trouble. It probably will. What do you think about the Rams and the 49ers? I only ask you this because can the 49ers give the LA Rams their first loss? No. Uh, no? They, they might threaten covering a large spread because they can run, and we already touched on the Rams... Uh, just poor run defense thus far, but and Matt Brett is the best player on that offense. You don't think they can give him their first loss? I'm not picking them to no, win. No, I don't. I'm not. I can't do that. But I can't. Seattle that almost side. beat them, and then Seattle. Oh, that's another team that we haven't given enough love to. Who? The resurrection of the Seattle Seahawks. I don't care who they played the last two. Don't don't look at me like that. I don't care who they played the last two or Bro. three weeks. You go out on Sunday and you play NFL talent and NFL caliber. Okay. Houston Texans have a better chance of making the playoffs. I agree. I agree. Because Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins are a great connection, and Russell Wilson doesn't have that guy. He doesn't. Tyler Lockett's just not, not him. But um, what... Atlanta do... has a better chance of making the playoffs than Seattle does, in my opinion. I would agree with that because that offense is unbelievable. Seattle ain't that good, though. But when you look at the talent that's on the Atlanta... Fa- mm, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm just trying to give credit where it's due and saying that I know the talent that they've played and I saw what the Oakland... I saw Oakland's product, okay? Right. I saw it. Let's get to the game of the week, in my opinion. Well, maybe not game of the week, but... Fuck, any game with Pat Mahomes in it in primetime is game of the week to me. You said it as well. How close was Cincinnati to having the battle of the five and ones, right? Yeah. You, they've, you it was it. very close. Um, t- That's a tough divisional... That... that is going to, come December, the storylines are going to be talking about that game. It will, because that's, that's going to be the game that gave um, Pittsburgh life going into their bye. Much, 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 much needed victory going into that bye for them. And Cincinnati's about to go on a two-game losing streak. Who do you like more, Joe Mixon against Kansas City's defense or Kareem Hunt against Cincinnati's defense? Kareem Hunt's... Potential outburst because of the mastermind scheming it. Okay. Yeah. More so than the guy that's going to give him the turnaround and hand it off to him or pass it to him. I don't think Mixon is anywhere near the threat yet that Hunt is coming out of the backfield as a pass catcher. I haven't seen that that part of his game. And he's been, in, he, I think. Interesting. Right? So it's just a different way to slay the beast, essentially. Like, there's so many weapons on that goddamn so team. So many ways to skin a cat. So just because of who's calling the plays. Yeah. But talent-wise, I don't think it, there's a that big of a gap between. So you, you like, I like Mixon. I like Joe Mixon. You like Kareem Hunt against Cincinnati's defense more than Joe yes. Mixon against Kansas City's defense. I was thinking to myself that Kansas City might have figured out that. They can't be a leaky sieve on defense, and I think they might have figured out that tackling allows them to win games. So they still allowed New England 40 points, but I think that defense is improving. They're not as bad as they were last month this time. Well, I said that after the Jacksonville game. Yeah, but Jacksonville's offense, I mean, when you look at the... the Jacksonville's offense made Scandrick look like he's still a... uh, 
a good cornerback. We I, 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 I we were texting about that, and it made Skandrick look like he can still play. Yeah, and I just, which I don't think he can. I don't think he can play either. Um, I like Kansas City in this game, but I like Cincinnati's. I like Kansas City. The spread six and a half. That's a lot. It is a lot. Because I was just gonna say, like, I'm taking Kansas but City, but I like Cincinnati's offense. One flick of the wrist. That like it, I've never, I can't remember a time where I I I, about, I break things down that way, because he just he's different, man. He is different. Pat Mahomes is different. And if you put Tyreek Hill with a quarterback that is athletically different. I, th- I I just I thought you're that never out of a game. I thought Belichick was gonna take Tyree Kill out of the game, and and say beat us some somewhat other way. You're not beating us over the top of speed tonight. Beat us some some other way, and they didn't. They didn't do that. They 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 chose to eliminate Kelsey by just beating him up off the line. That was, those first five yards were the hardest run yards he's ran all season, and that changed things early in the first half. Um. Don't get me wrong. The Chiefs did the same damn thing. I don't know if that was their game plan or if they saw what was happening to Kelsey and they're like, let's do the same thing to Gronk. Because other than those two 40-yard catches in the fourth quarter by Gronk, he was non-existent in the game. I think that Cincinnati has a very talented team on both sides of the ball, okay? So I've that, been the one saying, hey, I told you, the Red Rocket. Hey, Red Rocket. Hey, but but that defense is, is very, very good. Carlos Dunlap is a great pass rusher. Geno Atkins has been elite for five years. Drake Kirkpatrick is better than people talk about. Yeah, even when Dunlap doesn't register a sack, he's still disruptive. He he registers presence. He's, yeah, I he's think. getting QB hurries. He's getting hits after the ball is getting released. He's pressures. pressures he's getting pressures. even even tackles for loss in the backfield uh, on a running back or yeah. a jet sweep, whatever. And the quarterback seeing that tackle three yards behind, like it change it, it it does affect the, the game plan and the play calling. There's a chance and the comfortableness in the pocket. There's there's a chance that Cincinnati's offense has more weapons than Kansas City's defense can handle. There's a chance that they exploit Kansas City's defense with John Ross over the top and AJ Green everywhere else. I mean, well, hey. if Kansas City's getting scored on it, will I hope it's Tyler Boyd catching them. He looked good against he looked good. as I've, well. He runs two, routes well. Two touchdown catches. I mean, he's, I was a happy. I was a happy fantasy owner. I mean, at least at least there's somebody out of Pittsburgh performing. Poor Peterman. Yeah. Um. And I feel that uh, we don't need to talk about that that Giants Atlanta game right now. It's not as important because I think it'll it's be funner not. to ignore it. And if we have to report on it because something unexpected happens, be more then fun. it'll be more fun. Absolutely. So, with that said. Uh, happy gambling this weekend. Thanks for tuning in. Um, follow us on Twitter at talking underscore pigskin. Follow us on Instagram, talking pigskin pod. Check out all the uh, artwork that gets dropped every week with every uh, every episode. And uh, don't forget to subscribe and rate the five star uh, rating. There, we need uh, we need to get those ratings up so we can. I think you have to have X amount to get registered. Or, uh, for reviews to be on the uh, the top page there or whatever for your for your category. So if you're enjoying the podcast, then hit the subscribe, download, and uh, hit that five star rate and review. All right, guys. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take Have care. a good one.